Call from mom. Answer it. Call silenced. Instacart knows nothing gets between you and the game. That's why they make ordering from your couch easy. Stock up today and get all your groceries for the week delivered in as fast as 30 minutes without missing a minute of the game. You have 47 new voicemails. Download the app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. We really need new phones. T-Mobile will cover the cost of four amazing new iPhone 15s. And each line is only $25 a month. New iPhone 15s? It's better over here. Only at T-Mobile get four iPhone 15s on us and four lines for $25 per line per month with eligible trade-in when you switch. Minimum of four lines for $25 per line per month with auto-pay discount using debit or bank account. $5 more per line without auto-pay, plus taxes and fees. Phone fee at 24 monthly bill credits for well-qualified customers. Contact us before canceling accounts to continue bill credits or credit stop and balance on required finance agreement due. $35 per line connection charge applies. Ctmobile.com. Washington, D.C. Acknowledge me. Chris Russell on the Team 980. I'm not trying to be a jerk. All right, good afternoon, everybody. Nice to have you with us as we kick off a new week on a Monday, January the 29th already. Holy moly. January almost gone. February upon us. The cold weather is back, I tell you that much. And the first weekend without football straight ahead because the Pro Bowl And the Pro Bowl game simply does not matter. And anybody that watches that really needs to reprioritize what they consider to be entertaining. I'll just say it the nice way. Go ahead. All over me then. I mean, hey, listen. If you get off on it, I can't help you. Um, Just going to tell you that right off uh, the bat here. Um, Wow. I mean, a lot. To digest. Before we actually get to the Super Bowl 58 matchup, which is coming uh, in Las Vegas at Allegiant Stadium, which, imagine this. Never mind 22 years ago when I lived in Las Vegas. I lived in Las Vegas for almost two years. My son was born in Las Vegas. I made my triumphant return after a long, long absence to Las Vegas twice to cover the Washington Capitals winning the Stanley Cup. I was on the ice 15 minutes after they won the Stanley Cup. Talking to Ted Leonsis and TJ Oshie and Brett Connolly and Alex Ovechkin and Barry Trotz and so on and so forth. I was there. I should have known then, and I guess I did know then, Certainly, I should have guessed 22 years ago, and hell, 10 years ago, I probably should have guessed it, that at some point somewhere, we were going to see the NFL in Las Vegas, right? We were going to see the all-holier-than-thou, the almighty, not Bobby Lashley, the almighty shield. You know, Roger Goodell and the fellow owners turning their nose up to gambling. We should have known that. I'm sure there will be no stories 
on state-controlled media this week, week and a half, two, well, two weeks, about how the NFL sold out as usual. I'm sure there will be none of that. It'll just be about, oh, Trav and Tay-Tay smooching on the field. It'll be just about that, right? I'm sure there won't be any of what I'm looking for. You know, the reality that comes along with having a Super Bowl, the largest sporting event in the world. Well, I mean, the World Cup might be bigger, but you get my point. The largest individual one-day, three-and-a-half-hour extravaganza that there is. In Las Vegas, in Sin City. Now, the NFL is going to do whatever they want to do, and they're putting teams 25 miles from the strip and this, that, and the other thing. I just, I kept thinking about this irony. Here we are, two great teams, a rematch of four years ago, two great head coaches, two, you know, again, great teams, one unbelievable quarterback, and one guy who was Mr. Irrelevant, as dumb as that term is, Brock Purdy squaring off against each other 13 days from right now. Again, in the heart of the gambling world. And I know gambling is everywhere now. I just, the irony of that and how the NFL hated gambling and did everything they could to eschew it and to stuff it under a blanket and to run away from it and to say, no, 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 we're, we're, we're too good for that. We're too, we're too good for that. And here we are, Super Bowl 58. Oh, and by the way, it's not just one event. They got a team, of course, permanently located there. They have drafts in Las Vegas. Right? Just something to think about over the next two weeks. State-run media, state-controlled media, And how they cover the fact that, again, it's one thing for the Raiders. It's one thing for the draft. It's another thing for the Super Bowl. For the bleeping Super Bowl to be on the Las Vegas Strip. Or a couple of thousand feet. It's technically not on the Vegas Strip. I'm aware. I know where it is. It's on the other side of the highway of Mandalay Bay. I've been there. I've seen it under construction. I got it. You know what I'm talking about. Just something to think about before we chomp down on two weeks of Super Bowl coverage. But here's where we wanted to start today. And listen, we will get to the Ravens and the Chiefs. Some incredibly, incredibly juicy moments in that game. We got to talk about it all. We have three hours today. Uh, We will talk about it tomorrow. We'll talk about it Wednesday. You get the point. Because these games are big enough and mean enough to enough people that we don't just sweep it under the rug and give it a a, a five-minute look-see. But you start with what happened last night at Levi's Stadium in San Francisco. And you start with this. First of all, 
the 49ers going to the Super Bowl, again, under Kyle Shanahan, his third appearance, twice as a head coach, once as an offensive coordinator. Of course, everybody remembers in Atlanta and four years ago against Kansas City where they had a 10-point lead with like nine and a half minutes left, and they blew it. And everybody remembers, again, the 28-3 blown lead against Tom Brady and the New England Patriots. That being said, the 49ers are very, 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 once again, very, like underline times 10, very fortunate to be where they are. You have to have some good fortune in sports. You have to have some luck because you're not going to play like a juggernaut all the time. You're not going to play like a kick-ass machine all the time. And the 49ers are anything but that. They might have the best overall 1 through 53 roster, and I don't doubt that. Partially, if not significantly, put together by new commander's GM, Adam Peters. And that obviously is the hope here. But we all know this. And while they might have the best coaching staff, San Francisco, and yes, Kyle obviously is a big part of that, But there's so much more than Kyle. And names familiar that you all will remember around here, Bobby Turner. My guy. Love Bobby T. Love Bobby T. Great family. Great coach. Has toiled in the background, never seeking publicity. You want to know why all of these running backs like Elijah Mitchell and the Broncos running backs and the Washington running backs like Alfred Morris had success, had success out of nowhere, a big part of that, a good part of that, not the only part of it, is Bobby Turner. Chris Furster, who might be remembered for other things by some of you cynics, damn good offensive line coach, was here, went elsewhere, back with Kyle the last couple of years, Obviously, it helps to have Trent. They're not great along the offensive line, but they're adequate. And they did enough last night. There's more. Leonard Hankerson, Daryl Tapp, Clint Kubiak, who could be in the running, depending on who the head coach is here, for an offensive coordinator spot. More on that later. They've got an excellent staff in San Francisco. They've got the best roster, 1 through 53, but make no mistake about it, they were lucky to get through that game last night. Beyond fortunate. They were terrible in the first half. Everybody knows that, offensively and defensively. They got the big long bomb to Ayuk. uh, Hits off the face mask of the corner for Detroit. It probably should have been an interception at the very minimum, a pass breakup. And then two plays later, Ayuk's open. It's a dart. It's a dart. Nobody that hates Brock Purdy is going to acknowledge that. It's a dart in between two defensive backs. A great throw. But nobody's going to acknowledge that. But they were fortunate to get that touchdown. I can admit that. I can admit that. They were also fortunate to have Dan Campbell bypass two field goal attempts. Now, as everybody knows, they were controversial in nature, right? 
those decisions, controversial in nature, there's no denying why would we want to deny the fact that, again, you scratch your head going, wait, what? Huh? And one of them comes right before the crazy play to Ayuk for 51 and then the Ayuk touchdown that I was throwing. And again, that was only a six-yard pass. I mean, it's obviously longer because it's in the uh, middle-ish part of the end zone. But it was a seed from uh, Brock Purdy. It comes right before major decision number one. Fourth and two from the San Francisco 28 up 24-10. Chance to go up 17. The 49ers are reeling still. Again, this is midway through the third quarter. About seven-minute mark of the fourth quarter. uh, Of the third quarter, excuse me, third quarter. And as we know, the Lions go for it. Bypass on the field goal. Josh Reynolds doesn't catch it. Now, some people are acting like this is a complete, flat-out, catastrophic drop. I didn't see it that way. It's a drop. I didn't think it was a great throw by Jared Goff. It was off to the side. It was a little bit low. It was catchable. It was not a great throw. Let's start with that. It was not in the numbers. It was not chest high. It was none of that. It was off to the side, and it was low. Not ground low, but it was low. And the defensive back was clearly behind, clearly behind Josh Reynolds. It wasn't like the defensive back was all over him, was plastering him. The only place Jared Goff could throw it was there. Stop the nonsense. It was a drop. It was a catchable ball. It was not... It was not easy. And I didn't think it was a great throw by Jared Goff, ultimately. I haven't heard anybody talk about that. I'm sure 99% of you will disagree with me. Wake me up when, you know, something else happens. You guys don't see the game like I see the game, okay? Or at least Twitter doesn't see the game. You guys are pretty nice to me on the phones, which I appreciate. Pretty nice, except for Paulie. But that was not an easy catch. A catch that could have been made, a catch that should have been made, yes. Not an easy catch, not a great throw from Jared Goff. The other drop, which was on third down, by the way, to Craig, uh, was it Craig Reynolds or Josh Reynolds the second time? I can't remember. The Reynolds brothers, one of them, Reynolds rap. That was a great throw. That was an absolute killer drop. Killer drop. But the decision from Dan Campbell to go for it seven minutes in or left in the third quarter, up 24-10, certainly is controversial. I'm not dumb enough to say that there's no controversy here. But it's fourth and two from the San Francisco 28. Dan Campbell goes for it on fourth down. As we know, more than any other NFL head coach, they go for it all the time. I think their rate of conversion was like 53 or 54% coming in, which, you know, again, is not as high as you'd like it, but I mean, it's pretty, pretty damn good, especially compared to the rest. 
And he bypasses the field goal and goes for it. And again, they don't execute. Seemed like a good play call. So I can't kill Ben Johnson there. I didn't have a major problem with the decision by Dan Campbell. That's what he is. That's his DNA. That's what they are about. Sure, the idea that you could have gone up 17 is really enticing. You know what I thought of on my way in? Again, I don't I don't know if anybody else has brought this up. I don't think anybody else has. Sheehan was talking about how Badgley, the field goal kicker, you know, is like two out of three on kicks 45-plus. I don't have those numbers in front of me to give you the exact. I'll just take and credit what Sheehan was saying. I trust him, obviously. Not only was it not in any way, shape, or form a definitive kick, like it was 45 yards outside, okay? We're not talking inside at Ford Field. Now, the weather wasn't bad, but you never know. But it was outside. It was 45 yards and Oh, by the way, by the way, you know where Michael Batchley was this summer? He was here. He was in Washington for just under a month. He lost a place-kicking battle to Joey Sly. Now, that's not embarrassing. I say that to point out, if you lose a place-kicking battle to Joey Sly, you should never, ever, 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 underscore, ever, be completely trusted to kick a 45-yarder in the NFC Championship. You lost a kicking battle to Joey Sly, and it wasn't even, quite honestly, that close. And Michael Badgley was also, think about this, With the Lions last year. So they know Michael Badgley more than anybody. More than anyone. They let him go. They let him go. Think about that. In October of 2002, uh, 22, signed to the practice squad. Promoted to the active roster at the end of October. Made 24 out of 28. That's not bad. Field goals and perfect 33 of 33 on extra points. Special teams player of the week in week 13. He re-signed a contract on March 20th of this year. I'm sorry, of last year, 2023. After that, they re-signed him. And then what happened? They whacked him! They whacked him on July 20th. You don't think Dan Campbell knows who Michael Badgley is? Now, they brought him back because they had an injury to, I think it was Riley Patterson or whoever, and they were playing musical chairs. I listen, guys. Michael Badgley's okay. He's fine in his career. He's 98. Of 119, 82.4%. He's fine. Not a guarantee. Not a guarantee. 
And if your DNA is to go for it on fourth down pretty much all the time, and I know he passed up a fourth and four, fourth and five in the first half. I got it. I understand. Fourth and four, fourth and five. Let's just do the math, boys and girls. Not the same. Not the same as fourth and two. Not the same. They are aggressive by nature. Dan Campbell played it as such. Reynolds dropped it. It wasn't a great throw. I think we can all understand that a bunch of things went wrong and into that decision. It didn't work out. I can't kill Dan Campbell for that because I arguably would have made the same decision. Now, I'm more conservative by nature than Dan Campbell is, but he's not. He is a balls-to-the-wall type coach. you got to live with that. If you love his style at times, and there's plenty of games where they go one of five on fourth down, you got to live by the sword, you die by the sword. That's the story for Dan Campbell and the Lions. There's so much more from this game to unpack, but i got to take a timeout because I went a little bit long. That's first major decision number one, and again, I don't have a major problem with it. Some of you might be surprised by that because, again, I'm more conservative by nature. You are what you are, man. I'm a loud mouth. I think differently than most of you. I think creatively, smartly, out of the box. It rubs a lot of you the wrong way. I am what I am. People think it's for skits and bits and, 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 and you know, to take jabs at the fan base. Wah, freaking wah. None of it is true. I am what I am. Dan Campbell is what Dan Campbell is. And the Detroit Lions are what the Detroit Lions are. And that finally caught up to them. It finally caught up to them. But it's not the reason why they lost. We'll have the rest of the story. As Paul Harvey once used to say, the rest of the story. Coming up next on the Team 980 and the Odyssey app. Stay with us. Call from mom. Answer it. Call silenced. Instacart knows nothing gets between you and the game. That's why they make ordering from your couch easy. Stock up today and get all your groceries for the week delivered in as fast as 30 minutes without missing a minute of the game. You have 47 new voicemails. Download the app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. T-Mobile has invested billions to light up America's largest 5G network from big cities to small towns, including right here in yours. And great coverage is just the beginning. Right now, families and small businesses can save up to 20% versus AT&T and Verizon when they switch. Visit your local T-Mobile store today. Plan savings with three lines of T-Mobile Essentials versus comparable available plans. Plan features and taxes and fees may vary. After the end of a good fight, you deserve an ice-cold reward. Medela is the mark of a fighter. You've earned this rich golden lager with a crisp, refreshing taste. Because you know, the bigger the fight, the better the reward. You put in the hours, the energy, the tough labor. You are a fighter. Medela is your reward. Medela, the mark of a fighter. Drink responsibly. Beer imported by Crown Import, Chicago, Illinois.
right, it is a Motown Monday, and we thought for a little while we'd be celebrating Motown by the Detroit Lions going to the Super Bowl, right? And instead, they fall flat on their face and lose to the San Francisco 49ers. An epic fail, as the kids might say. Largest lead, halftime, all that stuff. You got all the numbers. I'm not going to... I'm not going to sit here and, and and read off of ESPN stats and info. Occasionally, I'll throw something out at you, but uh, we, we do things a little bit differently on this show. And if you want to hop in, 301-230-0980, Again, I strongly defend Dan Campbell based on a lot of different factors and reasons. The first field goal bypass, if you will, Puts you up 17 if you make it, if you make it. If you don't make it, it gives the 49ers with some juice in the crowd and momentum, which they had desperately needed. It gives them the ball at their 35-yard line. Because remember, it's not the spot of the original line of scrimmage when you miss a kick. It's the spot of the kick, which is seven yards back. So, again... San Francisco would get the ball at their 35, which is at least 10 yards further than where you would normally get a possession at the 25, assuming a touchback. So that's part of this. Number two, again, 45-yard kick, not automatic. Not outside, not in that situation, pressure, all that. It's not at Ford Field. Not that it's a guarantee inside, but it's certainly easier to kick inside than it is outside. I have no idea which way the wind was blowing. See, all of this stuff, while everyone is lapping up Greg Olson, like he's the greatest thing since sliced bread, and he's good. All of these things, I I don't know, maybe I missed it. I I didn't hear all of this uh, in, in in the moment and in the aftermath, okay? But Michael Badgley, again, was with the Lions last year. And he was pretty good. And they re-signed him. And then they said, nah, dude, see ya. In July, before camp even started. Why did they do that? Because they thought they could do better. I think they signed Riley Patterson or Peterson, whatever the hell his name is. I think from Jacksonville. And then they eventually brought him back. Why? Probably because they knew him. Probably because he's the best of a bad bunch or a mediocre or an available bunch. And in between, he was here for about 26 days and he badly lost a kicking competition to Joey Sly. Not that he did anything horrible, but Joey Sly was better. Even I can't deny that, but Joey Sly is not that good. He's all right. He's fine. Not that good. So you want to trust automatically Michael Badgley? Okay, that's you. That's not me. That's not me. So I can't kill Dan Campbell for that. Now it turns around, leads to the freakazoid play off the deep bomb, off of the face mask of the defensive back into Ayuk's hands, uh, the touchdown dart to Ayuk, fine, whatever. So now it's a seven-point game. And now, after that, with momentum clearly on the side, what happens? Jameer Gibbs fumbles. 
again, not the play call. Seemed like him and Jared Goff were a little bit off. He fumbled. You know, Eric Armstead, I I think it was uh, Eric Armstead that made the play. Bad, 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 bad. That's at the 25 of Detroit. And San Francisco immediately turns that around. Purdy scrambles all over the place. And then hits McCaffrey. uh, And then McCaffrey um, with the one-yard touchdown run. And boom, before you know it, a 24-10 lead is now 24-24. In the span of what? Uh, Two and a half minutes of game clock? About. Maybe a little bit more. So then Detroit gets the ball back. And it's 24-24. And nobody wants to talk about this. Desperately needing. Something to stem the momentum, to stem the tide. They get the ball at their own 25-yard line. Montgomery, plus one on a run. Okay, not good enough. Goff, incomplete over the middle to Laporta. Goff, incomplete to Josh Reynolds on the drop. And that's where the Lions really kind of just... I knew it was pretty much over at that point because Reynolds is open on a crossing route. It's a good throw. It's right in his hands, and he dropped it. And they go three and out. Now, again, it's not Ben Johnson's fault. It's not Dan Campbell's fault. It's player in execution or not executed. But they go three and out. And then the 49ers take the ball back, long field goal drive, and now they take the lead at 27-24 after an 11-play drive. Little solid mix of run and pass. Detroit's defense bounces back, a couple of back-to-back sacks, so on and so forth. But still a very winnable game at this point. And then we get to the next decision. Where the, 49, uh, where the Lions face a fourth and three, From the San Francisco 30. A field goal would tie up the game. Now this is 4th and 3. As opposed to 4th and 2. This is at the San Francisco 30. So it's a 47 yarder. Instead of a 45 yarder. If if Dan Campbell bypassed the 45 yarder. What do you think he's going to do on the 47 yarder? And if he bypassed 4th and 2. What do you think he's going to do on 4th and 3? I mean, it's it's about the same thing, right? He's going to go for it. I mean, it's a little bit different, but he's going to go for it. That's what Dan Campbell does. And that play was terrible. I mean, there was pressure up the middle. Goff rolls to his right. You don't want Jared Goff really rolling around, throwing off his back foot, slinging it. Pass was behind. Receiver was somewhat open. That was not good. That was not good at all. But again, I I don't have a major, 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 major problem with Dan Campbell going for it in that spot because that's what he is. And they don't have a surefire answer like the Ravens say do at place kicker and Justin Tucker. They just don't. They don't. But ultimately... 
that cost them a chance to tie up the game again. And then we all know what happened from there. Elijah Mitchell goes in. 49ers take a 10-point lead. 70-play drive. It would have been nice if the Lions' defense would have you know, been able to belly up. They, they can't. Different reasons. Brock Purdy's doing his thing. Christian McCaffrey, George Kittle, so on and so forth. I got to take a break, again, to get back on track here because I got the trending alert. But I think we need to then focus on what happened at the end of the game. The only positive for the Detroit Lions in the second half became a negative, in my opinion, for the guy that you guys want to be the head coach here. I'll explain why in just a wee little bit. 301-230-0980, 301-230-0980. That's right. We do balanced radio here. We're not fanboys. We're not down on our hands and knees. We tell the truth. As it is and as we see it. We'll have that for you next. 301-230-0980. Let's do the trending alert. All right, indeed. Super Bowl 58 is set. 13 days from right now at Allegiant Stadium in Las Vegas. It is the San Francisco 49ers. And, of course, it is the Kansas City Chiefs. Once again, a rematch of the Super Bowl, Super Bowl 54, uh, several years ago in which the 49ers blew a late fourth quarter lead and Patrick Mahomes won his first Super Bowl. Andy Reid, of course, winning the Super Bowl uh, back then for a first time as well. Since then, of course, Kansas City won last year's Super Bowl. They beat Baltimore yesterday at M&T Bank Stadium as we we're going through San Francisco outlasting Detroit uh, last night in the NFC Championship game. Meanwhile, from College Hoops, Wisconsin uh, and Duke and Iowa State back into the top 25, uh, but UConn is ahead of Purdue for the number one spot. Uh, North Carolina on the way back up. College Hoops clearly taking form tonight. Virginia Tech and Duke, you can hear it on the fan at 630 uh, and the Odyssey app, and that's what's trending. We get it. Attention spans just aren't what they used to be. Heads in social media and eyes on Netflix. But what do people do with their ears? Well, for one, they're listening to audio. Americans spend 4.4 hours with audio every day. Oh, and you want the proof? Well, you just sat through this ad that's now approaching 30 seconds. What could you say to a potential customer in 30 seconds? Let Odyssey put together a media plan tailor-made for your unique marketing needs. Advertise with Odyssey. Visit ads.odyssey.com. So I'm going to have to try and accelerate the process here because I probably spent too much time kind of trying to defend, advocate, explain why Dan Campbell really shouldn't be blamed for the two fourth down decisions. Again, they backfired. The easiest thing in the world is to say, hey, man, they failed. Bad call. If they would have made them, you guys would have loved them. It's that simple. But I'm telling you, I don't, he didn't, they didn't trust Michael Badgley, the place kicker. Michael Badgley 
has been on 14 teams in the last year, including the Lions twice. That's why they went for it. That's why they went for it. Who would you rather trust? Jared Goff and a host of other players? Now, you you could argue, hey, man, like that first fourth down, throw it to Amon Ross St. Brown, throw it to Sam Laporta, throw it to Jameer Gibbs, fine. I got you. Throw it to Jamison Williams, fine. Gotcha. They went to Reynolds. Again, better throw, and Reynolds doesn't drop it probably. Not saying that Reynolds did not contribute. Of course he did. But a better throw, and I didn't think the throw was great. I've heard nobody mention that uh, by golf. And maybe they catch that, and maybe they convert, and you guys are singing a different tune. And maybe Detroit's going to the Super Bowl. The second one, again, was a disaster, pressure, roll right, bad throw. Uh, it was off, it, just everything. And that was two, Amon Ross St. Brown. And then eventually San Francisco takes the 10-point lead with three minutes and change left to go. And you think, okay, the game's over, right? Detroit's shown really no consistent pulse on offense in the second half. They're great in the first half. But then they come out, Detroit does, and they roll. And they you know start getting a big drive going. The 25-yarder to Josh Reynolds, nobody had a problem with that one, right? Um, everybody kind of forgets that, right? But because he dropped one, you, you get how how this thing goes. I mean, he's boom, 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 right down the field. And then all of a sudden, you get to third and one at the San Francisco one with a buck five left and all three timeouts. What do you do in that spot? You're down by 10. You have all three timeouts. You don't have the two-minute warning. You know onside kicks rarely, if ever, work over the last couple of years. What do you do? Here's what you don't do. Third down goal. Goff is under center. Montgomery in the backfield. Receiver in motion. Snap, spin, handoff. Montgomery broke a tackle behind the line of scrimmage, then brought down. Trying to run over the right tackle, then brought down. Big time stop coming through with the hit was uh, Javon Kinlaw off the line. Oh, why do you run it right there? Timeout. Lions, two timeouts apiece. Clock at one minute exactly in the fourth. You got to throw the football. You, you can't take a shot at having to use a timeout. You need all those timeouts when you give the football back to the 49ers. You have got to throw the football every single snap and try to get it in, in my opinion. That's Hall of Famer Kurt Warner and Kevin Harlan on Westwood One right here on the Team 980. Excellent job by Matt getting that entire cut for the context. I know I'm not the only one. I know Sheehan was on it as well. I know others. I said it immediately last night. So, I mean, it's not like revisionist history. I run the ball. I love to run the ball. I like to run the ball when it makes sense. You know when it didn't make sense? On third and goal from the one. When you have a minute and five seconds left in all three of your timeouts, but you know that you're not down by one score. Beep, beep. <laughs> you know you're not down by one score. You know you need to get the ball back. You don't have the two-minute warning. You're down by ten. What are you doing? And guess who makes that call? I mean, Dan Campbell maybe has a, an influence on that. Maybe, stupidly, Dan Campbell says, 
run the ball. But the guy that's running the offense, the guy that you all, like, think, again, the sun rises and shines in his boxers. Boy, don't I look like an ass right now. <laughs> ben Johnson makes that call. He's the play ben, caller. Put your ass cheeks right in front of my face. <laughs> He's the play caller. Ben Johnson's the play caller. He doesn't make the decision to go for it on fourth down. He calls the play. There was no decision to make about going for it on third down. There was a play call to make. Ben Johnson makes it. Now, maybe Dan Campbell's in his ear saying, hey, Ben, run. We got two plays here. Perhaps. But ultimately, Ben Johnson makes the play call. He cannot, under any circumstances, just be a shoot aside like he doesn't matter in this. Like it was all Dan Campbell. We don't know exactly. Maybe Dan Campbell again suggests run. Maybe he does. But Ben, if you're the head coach to be, or if you're going to be a head coach, say, Dan, we can't run the ball here. We can't use our timeout. I got to throw. Boom. It's a four-second conversation. I got I to gotta pass here. Because yeah. I, I can't – if it doesn't work, I can't use one of our timeouts. We don't have, we don't have the two-minute timeout. I got to be down honest. down by two. With you, that entire thought process seemed like somebody trying too hard to be smart and forgetting all of the variables. Because if you look at the game, yeah, they were much more dominant running the ball – and that was where they were most dominant throughout the throughout the game, keeping the ground and pound and getting four or five yards. So the idea of, oh, we have three yards, we should be able to get it in, makes sense. That by in its own mind, right? Like without the context. Well, it was one yard. Yeah. It wasn't even three yards. But that's the point. One yard. Right. With you that should be run, able to get that, right? In any other time, I would say, yeah, you Fine. run that ball. That makes entire sense. It's just... That was one of those you-forgot-the-context moments. That's the problem yeah. right there. It's not running. It's running within the context of the game clock. Running at the three-yard line, knowing you're fourth, that's good. strategy and game management, that was a cataclysmically awful decision by... If, Whoever decided If Dan it. Campbell suggested to run, bad. If Ben Johnson... Who I assume makes the play call bad. Bad, 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 bad. That's worse than any of the fourth down decisions. That's worse than anything. Bad. That's like football 101 bad. You can't make that mistake. And because of it, now the Lions do score, finally. They finally, uh, ultimately, get something to go right. Nice throw, nice catch, Jameson Williams. He was awesome yesterday. And they give themselves, theoretically, a chance if they can connect on the onside kick. But, you know, we know with the new rules and whatever, or the rules that were put in place three years ago, onside kicks just don't, they don't happen. And 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 they came close. They came real they close. They came real close. But they just don't, you know, again, the numbers, everybody that wants to go by numbers and stats and analytics and trends and this and that, as the Bible, it just doesn't happen, right? And San Francisco recovers, 
and they lose because they have no way with only two timeouts left and under a minute at this point to stop the clock. It's over. It's over, Charlie. You make that decision on third and one from the uh, third and goal from the one to run the ball. The only way you can get away with it is if it works. The only way to justify it is if it works. And even then, you still have to, you have three of your timeouts, and you're still down by a a field goal. You don't have to necessarily onside kick it, but you have to then use your three timeouts to stop the 49ers, get the ball back, and still get in field goal position to try and tie up the game. Not far from a guarantee, but at least you have a chance. I thought that was horrible strategy. Horrible strategy by Ben Johnson and Dan Campbell. And Commanders fans, many of you want Ben Johnson worse than I want a seven-day vacation with nobody to bother me. Many of you just cannot wait to wrap your arms around Ben Johnson and give him a big old hug. And play some tonsil hockey with them. Come here, Ben. Put your ass cheeks right in front of my face. You really made a mistake saying that on the show. That might be one of the best bits we've got going. But you see my point? Many of you want that. Guess what? Maybe that is what you're going to get. Maybe you're going to... Could you imagine if that happened here? The whole town would be on fire, especially in that spot. Especially in that spot. All right, 301-230-0980. Take a quick timeout, get back on track here, and then we'll get to the Ravens uh, and, the, um, and, the, uh, and the Chiefs uh, as soon as we can here. And we'll grab your calls. Don't worry. Uh, I just had a lot of detail. Listen, if you don't like football X's and O's and, you know, again, all this clock management stuff and decisions, I, I don't know what to tell you. You want to sit here and 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 everything, go, go right ahead. Help yourself. Uh, homie, don't play that. We don't do that on this show on the Team 980. All right, we spent most of the first hour on really three huge decisions, but the complete unraveling of the Detroit Lions in the second half. Maybe it's an hour that some of you would like to have back. Sorry you don't like good football talk. Sorry you don't like the truth. Sorry you don't like reasonable, reasonable conversation. Hopefully you weren't turned off. Hopefully you're still with us. We will get to the Ravens and the Chiefs in detail over the next two hours of the show. But let me just say this. I got the Birdman's on hold. We were sparring on text all day yesterday. The Ravens got jobbed on a couple of calls. There is no doubt about that. It's not the reason why they lost. It's not the reason why they lost. And it's not solely... Because Lamar Jackson didn't play well either. We, I think, are all smart enough to realize why exactly the Ravens lost. We'll get into that next hour 
with you on the phones as well. 301-230-0980. Which was the most disappointing performance? The Ravens overall or the Lions in the second half? 301-230-0980 on the Team 980 in the Odyssey app. We really need new phones. T-Mobile will cover the cost of four amazing new iPhone 15s. And each line is only $25 a month. New iPhone 15s? It's better over here. Only at T-Mobile get four iPhone 15s on us and four lines for $25 per line per month with eligible trade-in when you switch. Minimum of four lines for $25 per line per month with auto-pay discount using debit or bank account. $5 more per line without auto-pay, plus taxes and fees. Phone fee at 24 monthly bill credits for all well qualified customers. Contact us before canceling accounts to continue bill credits or credit stop and balance on required finance agreement due. $35 per line connection charge applies. See T-Mobile.com. Listen to every MLB game live. In the deep left center field, it is high, it is far, it is gone. Stream minor league affiliates. The Midwest League home run leader. And watch the best baseball highlights and look-ins on MLB Big Inning. MLB at bat is your all-in-one live baseball subscription for only $3.99 per month. Deep left field, it's going to go. Alvarez ties the game. Subscribe to at bat within the MLB app today. Major League Baseball trademarks used with permission.